you practice, I make progress. It's the Postman. You're listening to me on the Three Count Podcast. Welcome, everybody, to another great edition of the Three Count Podcast. Now entering the ring, I'm your host, Clifford Red Dog Miller. And as always, the Napster is here with me. So give it up for the one, the sleepy one, the one who always seems to just wake up just in time to be on the show, JJ. <clears throat> First off, I'd like, like to thank the sidewalks for keeping me off the street. Dangerous times out here. There's a revolutionary war going on, so make sure you're locked and loaded. Chitty, chitty, bang, murder everything. That's all for me. <laughs> and as per usual, our special correspondent, you guys know him. As the super villain, give it up for Damien Fatal. What's going on, people? So, as always, this is now Enter the Ring, which means that we have a special guest. But, on top of that, now, refing this contest, you will know him from the local area, whether he's in Dayton or he's in Louisville. Give it up! For Sean Patrick O'Brien. Yo, yo, what's up, guys? Appreciate you guys having me on. Oh, man, we are glad that we were able to make this happen. I know like we've been, uh, we we tried to get this actually done last week, but we had some technical difficulties with our uh, equipment, so we had to push this back. And I'm glad that you were able to come on and join us for it, man. Same, man. Yeah, it's all good. Stuff happens, but uh, glad we were able to make it happen. Exactly. So, we were talking about this before. We're going to talk about it again, right? So we have three or four questions for you, man, just from each one of us. And then we have the 10-count questions. So conversations go as long as you would like them to go. So my very first question for you is, who is Sean Patrick O'Brien? Uh, well, I am a father, first and foremost. Uh, shout out to my beautiful baby girl, Jennifer Jean. Um I also am an artist. Um, I, I, like I was alluding to earlier, I'm, I'm a classically trained singer. I did music for a few years. Um, you know, was in the hip hop scene here, you know, in Louisville, um, doing my thing. And then uh, I'm also a professional wrestling referee. Um, whatever that entails, however you want to take that, man. I love my job as a ref. And uh, and I, I want to do it to the best of my ability. So, uh, yeah, man, that, that's me, really. Uh, I used to <laughs> on Facebook, I used to have, you know, the, the little subtitle and it would say uh, daddy, artist, referee and then showstopper. But, you know, I kind of kind of backed off the showstopper just because I'm a ref. You know, I'm supposed to be somewhat invisible, even though I like to do my job to the best of my ability. But yeah, that's that's Sean, man. That's me and a gist. So what I got out of this was father, artist, referee, and a sexy boy. Sexy boy. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. So what's been your favorite thing about being a ref? Um, honestly, man, my favorite thing about being a referee um, – is that I get to somewhat control the psychology uh, during a, a match. Um, because a good referee 
Um, it, a good referee is able to stay out of the way, but also is able to, you know, make sure that things run smoothly and the match goes like it needs to go. Is able to, you know, communicate between everybody in the ring. Um, and then also, too, yeah, I take a lot of pride in, in making sure that we all get out of the ring safe and we all get in there the same way we got out, you know. Um, so and that's that's real big to me as far as keeping people safe. I've been in too many matches where I've had to stop the match because people got hurt. And uh, so um, that's I mean, in a gist, that's that's my favorite part is I mean, definitely my favorite part is being able to control the psychology in a match um, because. A good referee, uh, I mean, excuse me, a bad referee can mess up a really good match. Um, and it's actually, I had this debate with Nick Gage one time um, because he tried to tell me and like two other referees that it's easy as hell to be a ref. He was like, it's it's easy, man. Anybody could ref, you know, blah, blah. This is Nick Gage. We're having a debate. And I'm like, Nick, come on, man. Like, you're full of crap, dude. <laughs> I was like, I was like, nah, look. It's easy to be a bad referee, because that's a fact. It's definitely easy to be a bad ref. You don't have to do much, especially because if you if you watch certain shows, you could tell that somebody just threw a ref shirt at somebody and was like, hey, we need a ref. Count three. That's all you need to do. But it's it's pretty difficult to be a good referee. So, yeah, I'd say probably the psychology and then also keeping everybody safe. That's, that's my favorite things about being a ref. You're not, you're not wrong about that, because I do know – of a certain person who's on this show as the host currently who got thrown a referee shirt and told to ref Grimm's toy show. And I was definitely like, <laughs> I have no idea what I'm doing, but I will do my best. <laughs> well, you know, um, also uh, to your point, um, I've only had one wrestling match in my entire career and I'll never have another one. Um, actually, it was funny because, uh, you know, one of my monikers is referee man bun. And after the, Post-match, I got my man bun cut off in the ring, uh, and it was pretty funny. But uh, they jumped me with a chair and beat me up and, and, you know, grabbed my hair and cut it off or whatever. It was the, the heels, man, and terrible bad guys. But anyway, um, the referee for that match was Too Tough Tony, um, oh. you know, of, of ICP fame and all that. And um, he, uh, Too Tough Tony, man, <laughs> he was wore out after the match was over with. And we get to the back, and he was like, man. That was a lot harder work than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> so he actually, uh, he, he didn't get down to count like two different pins. <laughs> uh, he was out of position, and it wasn't because we got him out of position. It was because he was like, oh, crap, and got spun around. And it was too funny, man. He was he he sweat his ass off. Uh, I'm trying not to cuss too much, but he definitely sweat a lot during that match, and it was hilarious. So, And that was actually one of the points that I brought up to Nick Gage, is I was like, yo, man. Too Tough Tony repped his first match when I was wrestling, and he told me it was hard as hell. So I'm just letting you know. Gage, you think you can ref? You know? Could you imagine Nick Gage in a referee shirt? No. But anyway. <laughs> so he I hates my, refs, last, so. my My last question for you would be, uh, what was your training like to become a ref? Uh, well, I... Uh, I to be completely honest, man, um, I really didn't have much formal training. Um, my training was I joined up with a fed here in the area. They're no longer running anymore. And uh, at the time, it felt like we were doing some stuff because we were on TV and we were opposite, you know, 
um, whatever running time OVW was and stuff. So it felt like we were doing some cool stuff back then. But at the same time, like the guys that we were using and different stuff like that, none of them are wrestling to this day anymore. So you know what I mean? <laughs> but um, that was the company that I had actually broke in through. Um, my uh, my cousin-in-law, uh, he's the guy that's married to my cousin. He is a former wrestler, and he actually – you know, more or less brought me in and uh, and I was just a fan at first and enjoyed it. And, you know, would, you know, yell at the heels and cheer for the, you know, uh, cheer for the good guys and, you know, whatever. And I would always end up hanging out afterwards and, you know, helping them tear down and different stuff, not knowing that, you know, that's how you pay your dues and, you know, different stuff. I was really just doing it just to hang out with some wrestlers and be backstage at a wrestling show. And it was kind of cool. Uh, and then... Lo and behold, I think that they were short on referees or something, and they were having a battle royal. And so somebody threw me a ref shirt, and I was like, all right, let's go. And so I did that, and um, that led to me bugging the crap out of Corey and being like, hey, man, when can I get in the ring and do this myself? Like, I- I'd like to ref a match. And finally he gave me a chance, and that was that, that was my training, was I just, you know, um, over time progressed. Um, that was the only company that I'd worked for for about two years, uh, maybe about a year and a half, close to two years. Um, and then once they closed down, I went back to doing my music, took it more seriously. Um, and then by the time that, uh, there was a, there was some show that had happened. It was something random. Um, and Corey hadn't been, hadn't wrestled in forever. Um, but he was going to be on this show it was a benefit show or something i was just like hey i'll ride with you what the hell and that literally snowball affected into me meeting that's where i met max recon uh, who was my big brother referee that's one of my mentors um he's aj kissinger now because he's on his channel but uh, that was where i met him at and uh, and i met a few others that gave me some really great advice um, and then that was what led me to going to IWA and all that good stuff. Um, a, a few people knew me when I got back into the game and they were like, oh yeah, I remember you from UWA back in the day. Uh, and so that was really just how it happened. But literally it was just a right place, right time to be completely honest with you, man. That was, and then my formal training was, you know, being in the ring and, and messing up and then having people be like, Hey, this is where you messed up, fix it, you know, whatever. Um, and so uh, to where once I took that little break and then came back, it was like everything just came back to me. And, you know, luckily I, I came back strong and I was working with IWA Mid-South, which is, you know, a storied promotion in itself. You know, a lot of guys in WWE right now came from IWA Mid-South and, you know, Ian Rotten's tutelage. And so, um, you know, working with those guys, man, I've <clears throat> learned so, so much. I, you know, working with guys like, you know, um, Aaron Williams and Larry D and, you know, and all these guys on a regular basis, man, I've, I've learned so much just doing that. And, uh, yeah, I, so really, I guess my training was just being in the ring and, you know, on the job training. Um, however, I do encourage people to get formal training because, uh, it definitely would have, it wouldn't have helped me out, uh, in the long run. I wouldn't have had to, you know, take as much time because dude, I watch stuff back, even, even old stuff that I did in IWA Mid South, and I'm just like, I am not the same referee that I was back then. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, just from you know progression and and being in the ring. So, uh, 
for a referee, for, for my position, the best training is on-the-job training, I feel like. Um, but at the same time, I, I definitely encourage some kind of formal training. So, And I know some schools if you need to, you know. <laughs> Bad. So. All right. Well, I'm going to let uh, Josh ask the next set of questions for you. Awesome. All righty. Um, I have some technical difficulties on my end. Um, who are your Mount Rushmore referees in the wrestling business? Oh, man, that's easy. Um, uh, Mike Kyoto. Um, uh, this one is not as popular, but I would definitely have to say Rick Knox. Um, I'm a huge fan of Rick Knox. Um, and then I would have to put Tommy Young on there. I'd probably say Tommy Young. So just because Tommy Young is the GOAT, that's, you know, the originator, man. It's who everybody coming up in the business, that's who we were told, like, hey, you need to watch Tommy Young. You know what I'm saying? Um, so, yeah. Yeah, I'd say that's probably – is it four on the Mount Rushmore? Yeah, four on the Yeah, four, yes. Yeah. Yeah, so Kyoto, uh, Charles Robinson, Rick Knox, and uh, Tommy Young. Hmm. All right. And now I'm going to segue to my next question for you. What would be the best advice you can give to up-and-coming uh, referees in the industry? Uh, best advice that I would give to any ref is um, stay out of the way. Uh, but also make sure, uh, you know, enforce your authority. Um, but like I was saying, man, formal training will, you know, help you with all of that. And that's why I definitely encourage getting some kind of formal training or having like a mentor to, to give you, you know, pointers and different stuff like that. Because me having a guy like Max Recon was definitely helpful because I was able to send him matches anytime. And he can be like, oh, well, this is what you need to do to get it better. So, um but, yeah, I'd say the best advice is to stay out of the way, but make sure you still do your job. You know what I mean? Oh, and definitely, this goes for anybody in pro wrestling. Uh, keep your ears open and your mouth shut. <laughs> uh, we get that one all the time. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's, it's a... It's a popular quote, man, and, and I, I definitely agree with it because if you just keep your ears open, man, you'll hear some some crazy stuff, whether it be, you know, crazy stories or back in the day. You know, I've been in locker rooms with Tracy Smothers, and yo, ain't nothing like being in a locker room with Tracy Smothers with, you know, uh, fuck, like eight guys sitting around, and he's telling stories about, you know, <laughs> punking out Buff Bagwell. You know what I mean? Like, it's incredible Tracy, tracy's the man but uh but yeah man definitely keep your ears open um and my last question for you would be i'm pretty sure you wrapped a bunch of good matches but mm -hmm. what was possibly one of the worst matches you've ever wrapped oh man <laughs> um one of the worst matches i've ever wrapped Um, I, I couldn't even think of anything from my old UWA days. Cause I'm sure there was probably some matches in those days. That was pretty terrible. Um, man, you know what? One of my, one of the matches that, that really sticks out in my head that is, that was surprising 
because it should have been a lot better, um, was Soraya Knight versus Maria Manic. Uh, and that was at Black Craft Wrestling. Um, it was on the, 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 the show that happened WrestleMania weekend where a guy got crucified and, you know, pretty much the show that shut them down. Um, <laughs> they, and you can actually go on Botchamania. Botchamania put that entire show <laughs> on there. Uh, they put clips from that entire show on that. And, uh, yeah. And that Maria Ryan Knight match, uh, <laughs> their time got cut, like, really, really badly. And so Soraya had basically called this, uh, man, it was, it was like, <laughs> I, she had me ring the bell before Maria, Maria Manic even got into the ring. So, okay, whatever, cool. I rang the bell while they were on the outside, and they were fighting on the outside. Um, and then, even though it was no DQ, no count out, was the rules, uh, Soraya Knight wanted me to count them out. I was like, uh, okay, what? Like, make it make sense, please. So that was probably one of the most awkward like matches because I didn't really know how I was supposed to be reacting considering there's no you know no rules and all that and just different stuff. Um, so yeah, that was a weird one. Um, there was also a match uh, at some uh, at one of the smaller feds uh, here around here that I actually still work for that company, but I had a moment where I told myself I need to be better about saying no. Because I ref this match, it was absolute trash. I don't even remember who was in it, but I know it was it was friends of mine that were in it. You know, guys that live in this area. Uh, the match was trash, uh, and then the main event was even worse. And I was literally watching this main event, like, damn, man, like, why am I here? Like, what am I? I know I'm better than this. Like, and it it wasn't a good feeling. Um, but that was when I kind of had a. A, a epiphany like man i need to be better about saying no you know what i mean uh so yes yeah, that's probably a couple of the worst matches i've ever ref um besides you know besides somebody getting hurt and me having to call it early because you know that's that's just an unfortunate accident um like for instance the first time i ever refereed marco stunt um we were two minutes in the match he did some weird thing off the top of a guy and ended up coming down on his arm and broke his arm and it was a bad break and I was like, uh, I, I ran over to Marco, and I'm like, yo, bro, you okay? And he was like, yeah, yeah, I'm okay. And I was like, you want to keep going? And uh, he was like, yeah, yeah, I'm cool. Well, then he turned, and I saw how bent out of shape his arm was, and I said, oh, no, no, you're not. And I threw the X, and somebody ran over and, you know, grabbed him, <laughs> literally grabbed him like a baby because, you know, it's Marco stunt, and uh, carried him out to a car, and I think they ran him straight to the hospital. So, but... Yeah, and that was probably two minutes into the match or so. But I can't count something like that because the match was going to be incredible. Uh, I know what they had called, so I knew it was going to be a really good match. Just accidents happen sometimes. So. All right, so we'll give it up to Damian next. Awesome, man. All right, the, the piggyback off of JJ, since you talked about the worst, what's the best match that you, you think, in your opinion, you rest like your favorite? Oh man. Um so my favorite match that I always tell people off top. Um I refereed Mance Warner against Matt Riddle. 
And uh, yeah, man, that match was, whoo, man, you could actually watch that on IWTV. Uh, cheap plug for those guys. Um, but uh, it was at IWA Mid South. Um, and like, it was weird just because, you know, I was a big MMA fan. Um, you know, my senior year of high school around 2007, 2008, when UFC started to get real popular, the ultimate fighter was on and all that stuff. And so I, I knew who Matt Riddle was before he got into wrestling and I knew his whole backstory and all that. And I was just like, man, that'd be really cool if, if I got a chance to work with him. I, I didn't think it was possible, you know, cause I knew he was on the fast track to be as soon as he signed or as soon as he, you know, said he was going to do pro wrestling. I, I knew, you know, he was, he was destined for great things. And, you know, IWA Mid-South, like, IWA Mid-South is IWA Mid-South, but at the same time, it's like, you know, I, Matt Riddle ain't coming here, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, and he did. Ian got him booked, man, and uh, Ian actually booked him twice. And uh, and that that Matt Riddle, Matt Warner, getting up to it, um, Ian was, like, threatening, well, uh, Matt Warner was champion at the time, and Ian you know, storyline was threatening to fire Mance if he lost the title to a shoot fighter. Um, he was like, you know, he's a real fighter. Like, he will really hurt you, Mance. And, you know, and he was doubting Mance really big. Even tried to make him lose the title at one point, um, like a week or two before the match, just so that the title wouldn't get taken off of him. And then, of course, when Mance won the match, huge pop from the crowd. Ian apologized to him and was like, I'm sorry I doubted you. You know, you're the heart of IWA. It was just a really cool you know, backstory, really cool moment and all that stuff. So, and, and that's one of my favorite things about wrestling period is just the moments. Um, so that, that's probably my, my gut favorite match. Uh, another match that I refereed that is definitely one of my favorites is between two guys who are, are known, but they're not as known as those other two. Um, the, the hood ninja Isaiah against, uh, Shane Mercer. Um, and I don't know if y'all are familiar with Shane Mercer or not, but Shane Mercer is the guy that picked up the bleachers and, you know, crazy dude. Uh, Hood Ninja Isaiah, he, um, he's an old IWA original. Um, and actually, uh, you know, guys like A.R. Fox and different guys like that, I've, I've literally been in conversations where they talk about how much they look up to Isaiah. Um, so Isaiah's a legend. He's been around. But they had a no-rope barbed wire match, and neither of those guys are, are typical deathmatch guys. But they had a no-rope barbed wire match where they went like a good 45 minutes, um, had all kinds of crazy shenanigans. Um, the finish was Isaiah did a swanton off the top of a ladder uh, with a flaming chair in his hands. Uh, it was wild, man. <laughs> yeah, it was it was such a good match. But, man, it was such a good match. At one point, Isaiah uh, hit the Undertaker tope over the, over the top barbed wire rope on to Shane on the outside, like just crazy stuff in that match, man. Uh, that's definitely one of my favorites only because, you know, they went ham, but those two guys are two of my favorite people in the business. Isaiah is like my big brother. Um, you know, me and him have, you know, had countless, you know, conversations on my couch, watched plenty of wrestling. Like he's one of my good friends. Shane Mercer is one of my riding buddies. Uh, he's actually gotten me a couple different bookings. Um, so like both those guys, I'm really close to. Um, so it, it means a lot to me on many different levels. Uh, but I'd say that's probably my two favorite like matches that I could think of on the top of my head. But like some of my favorite people, like, I've worked with, I've worked with Pentagon. Uh, I've worked with, like, man, I've worked with all kind of like people that I never, ever thought I would, uh, you know, D'Lo Brown, 
Um, man, when I refereed Orange Cassidy against Eric Stevens, like I never thought I was going to get to you know ref an Orange Cassidy match because he had already got signed by the time that I ended up refer- you know working this match, and just to be able to knock that off the bucket list because I didn't know you know the dynamic of working with the Orange Cassidy match. But being able to knock that off the bucket list and, you know, and, and being able to work with him was so cool because, you know, his style is so different. And uh, so, yeah, man, I, I, man, I've, I've ref some pretty, pretty awesome matches. It, it's hard to, to definitely pinpoint a favorite, but those two are definitely probably my favorite favorites for different meanings. So. All right. All right. Uh, what was the first match you ever saw? You said, what's the first wrestling match I ever saw? That, like, caught your attention? Oh, man. Uh, yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, it, well, it was young, and I barely remember, you know, two weeks ago. So, <laughs> uh, uh, it was definitely something like WCW or WWF. Um, and I want to say it was... It was before the before the Monday Night Wars. That was about when I started watching. Um, but man, I, I couldn't even tell you the first match that I actually saw. Uh, let's see, I'm trying to think. But I know the first match that actually like grasped me and was like, you know, made me feel some type of way uh, was I'd probably have to say Ric Flair and Shawn Michaels from WrestleMania. I'm kind of young, you know what I mean? So uh, that was, you know, my sophomore year of high school, maybe freshman year of high school or so. Um, So I was starting to get a little older, and then I was starting to understand what wrestling was um, and all that stuff. And I remember watching that full match, and I literally can remember the feeling that I felt and everything, especially whenever Shawn Michaels, right before he's about to super kick, you know, Rick, and he said, I'm sorry, I love you. And like, oh, man, that matches everything. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, yeah, I would probably put that as the first match that really meant something to me. But I couldn't even tell you the first match that I watched, bro. I know the first, I can tell you this, the first moment that I remember in wrestling um, that really kind of like messed me up. Not messed me up, but I was just like, holy crap, this is real, um, was the whole um nwo you know beating up everybody in the uh you know outside and all that and they threw uh ray mysterio against the the trailer and then you know uh, fire trucks and ambulance pull up and all that which you know later finding out that was you know through documentaries and stuff that was because neighbors in the area legit thought that that was a real you know gang war and they called the police and everything you know what i mean like um but i remember i i remember being young and just being glued to the TV while that was going on. Cause I was like, this is wild. And then they came back after commercial and they was, you know, surveying the damage and everything. And I was like, Oh my God, like, this is crazy. <laughs> so, but I was young, young when that happened. So. <laughs> All right. And my last question is in your opinion, how important is a referee to a wrestling match? Uh, very important. Um, for all the reasons that, you know, I was telling Cliff earlier, as far as like, you know, my favorite, you know, 
favorite uh, documentary. Uh, a good referee. Um, uh, I think a, a good referee is very. Um, just make sure you have a good referee, and if you need one, book me. <laughs> so. All right, man. Well, that wraps up like the real questions part coming up. So now we have the ten count questions. Don't think too much, let's man. It's not that comes to your mind. So let's put on the imaginary timer. Bing. There it is. You see it right there. Yep. All right. Here we go. Starting with question 10. Trish or Lita? Lita. Okay. Smackdown or Raw? Absolutely, yeah, Lita. Uh, I'm going to go Raw. Um, just because, you know, that's, that's the, the flagship show. You know what I mean? Uh, Smackdown at times and during periods. But, you know, Raw is where it's at. <laughs> too hot or too cold? Uh, too hot because I can uh, I can take off layers and you know get a good sweat workout. Uh, so healer face. Um, I'd probably say heel. Um, only because I know me as a referee, I, I love interacting with the heels. So early bird or night owl? Man, I'm a night owl. And uh, and that sucks because I work at six o'clock in the morning. <laughs> but I'm definitely a night out, man. I, I I sleep maybe three to four hours a, a night. So <laughs> I hear that. Favorite color. Favorite color is green uh, because I am Irish, um, uh, and also a lot of my favorite things are green. So okay. Yeah. Favorite candy. Oh man, uh, dang! I would probably have to go with Starburst, um, followed closely by a hundred gram bar. Okay. I don't know what it is about a hundred gram bar, man? But they are so delicious. <laughs> Last time you laughed out loud. Oh man, I laugh all the time. <laughs> I. Um, especially because, you know, I'm a big comedy fan. Um, I listen to a lot of podcasts. I love Joe Rogan's podcast. Actually, earlier while I was at work, I was listening to Joe Rogan and, uh, and, and Kevin Hart. And that was a great episode, man. They was telling some really cool stories. So I guess that's technically the last time. Or, you know, while I'm chatting it up with you guys, maybe. But <laughs> All right. It is Wednesday. So we have to ask. The Great American Bash or Fighter Fest? Oh, Fighter Fest, man. I'm... I'm pretty uh, I'm pretty burned out by WWE at the moment. Um, I was trying to watch the the no audience stuff, whether it be AEW or WWE, I, and I that was hard for me to watch because I missed it so much. Um, and uh, but a lot of my friends are signed by AEW, so I've been trying to keep track of what they've been doing, and it's just a better show, you know, in my opinion. But um, so definitely Fighter Fest by far. <laughs> and last but not least. I know you said you were trying to watch it a little bit. Favorite curse word? Favorite curse word is probably... Uh, fuck. Yeah, that's what I'm talking yeah. about. <laughs> it's, probably, yeah, yeah. It's, it's very... Uh, it's very um, 
multi-dimensional. You could it's it's very you know useful in many different contexts. <laughs> if anybody and, uh, hasn't seen, man, they need to go watch the history of the F word on YouTube. By far, one of the greatest things I've ever seen in my life. I'm gonna look it, that up. It sounds interesting. <laughs> they legit tell you about different ways you can use that word. Okay. I love. They're like, like one of the ways is like inquisitively. What the fuck? <laughs> like, <laughs> it's like you could put. Exactly. Like, they said you could use that word for literally every word in a sentence. Yeah. Fuck fucking fuckers. Yeah. yeah. We legitimately that f word is the best. <laughs> yeah. I agree, man. Yeah. And, and also too, and. In some circles, depending on how you ask, who you ask, it could be the harshest. You know what I mean? It can be. Uh, it can be. And you know, so besides maybe the B word, I don't, I don't like to use that too much. But uh, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, but then other than that, man, why don't you let our listeners know where they can find you? Plug in all your social medias, anything else that you really want to throw out there. Awesome. Um, so my social media is pretty easy. Um, on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, it's uh, official SPO 502. Um, and then uh, my Facebook is Sean Patrick O'Brien. Um, I'm kind of close to the limit on my friends, but, you know, I- I'll make room for you if you want to have me. Um, also, um, definitely got to plug what I got coming up uh, just in case, you know, I don't know if it's going to drop how soon it is. But um, I've got um, AWR this coming weekend on July 5th. It's Asylum Wrestling. Um, they are in Indianapolis. Um, they have a show, uh, crap, I can't remember where it's at at the top of my head. Oh, I got it pulled up. That is at the Emerson Theater in Indianapolis. Um, and then the following weekend, that's on the 5th, this weekend, coming weekend. Uh, the following weekend, July 11th, I'm actually working a benefit show for the Salem Animal Shelter. It's called Pawcade. Uh, and that's going to be a blast. Um, the main event on that show um, is actually uh, Effie versus Calvin Tankman, who just got signed by MLW. Um, so that's going to be a really, really fun show, man. Um, the, the guy who is throwing it is um, this is actually a, a, a wrestling journalist, you know, website down here. It's called uh, MidwestWrestlingTerritory.com. My buddy Chad French. Um, he's the one putting that show on, um, and that's on July 11th. It's going to be at the Washington County Fairgrounds, I believe, in Salem, Indiana. Um, so, and it, you know, it goes to a good cause. It goes to the animal shelter, um, and I think he's going to have like you know, uh, groomer dog groomers there. So, if you want to bring your dogs out, if if anybody hears this in the area and wants to come out, uh, they're doing like nail clippings and stuff for your dogs and different stuff. So, uh, raffles and different stuff like that. So. It's gonna be a lot of fun, man. Uh, yeah, I'm just glad to be, you know, back in the ring because, man, did I miss wrestling so much? Like, I miss it so much that I actually quit watching it for about. I was telling you guys this earlier. I, I quit watching it for about a month and a half, and uh, just because it was making me miss it so much, and I had to be in the ring. And I was able to, you know, catch stuff like the Jeffrey Epstein and you know documentary and Tiger King and. You know, and and Ozark, I finished that. It's a great show if anybody wants to check that out. Um, but, yeah, I, I watched a lot of other stuff besides wrestling for the last couple months. And then I was able to get in the ring this past – was it this past weekend or the weekend before? I had two shows back-to-back. And literally all this week, it's all I've been watching is just wrestling. So 
it's nice to be back in the ring, man. And but yeah, if, if you want to follow me and see what I'm doing, see I'm where I'm going to be at. I'm all over, man. I work for you know damn near 10, 15 different companies. Just follow me on Twitter and Instagram, uh, official SPO502. Right on, right on. So with that being said, that's how we're going to wrap this up. As for me, I am Clifford Red Dog Miller. You know the Napster, JJ, the supervillain, Damien. And as always, our special guest, thank you for being on the show, Sean Patrick O'Brien. We are excited you, about guys. having you on. Thank you again. And yeah, appreciate you guys. Thank you. Yeah, no doubt, man. So, like always, tune into this show so you can either be there or be somewhere else. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. This is JJ, one-fourth of the Three Count Podcast. Make sure that you follow us on all the social medias. Make sure you subscribe on all podcasting platforms. And make sure you share with all your friends. JJ out.